This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast after the Giants' uh, embarrassing uh, 49. 49- 17 uh, lost to the Cowboys, which wasn't even that close, uh, as a matter of fact. I mean, the Giants uh, very much wanted uh, to make sure they got that last score. I'll get to that in a minute. But when you look at this game, in essence, it is the Cowboys so completely outclassing the Giants in every possible way that a football team can outclass the other one. We knew that with DeVito there, they were hurting. We know their offensive line can't block anybody. We understand that. But their defense went out today and allowed 640 yards of offense, and that was after the starters spent the last quarter on the bench. Uh, Look at the first-half numbers to tell you the story of this game and how non-competitive this game was. It was 28-0 at the half. Okay, we've seen worse scores, but that's a bad score. 368 yards for the Cowboys, 27 for the Giants. 368 to 27. A staggering number, a differential, the likes of which I don't ever remember in the first half of a game. 20 first downs for the Cowboys, one for the Giants. No third down conversions for the Giants in the entire game. The Cowboys ran uh, twice as many plays. Dak had 239 passing yards and a rushing TD. DeVito had 24 yards passing and seven yards rushing in the first half. They came out in the second half. They got sacked on the first two plays of the third quarter. They then scored a touchdown. And Cage scores a touchdown at 28-0. And to my utter amazement, and I don't get this even a little, celebrates. Starts dancing in the end zone. How can you dance when you've been outscored 28 nothing at the half and you're down 28 nothing at the time you score a touchdown? How ridiculous do you look dancing? And then later on, with the score more lopsided, when Holmes gets an interception against the backup quarterback, he comes down and celebrates in the end zone. What are we doing here? And then the display from the Giants. Listen. There is competitive, and then there is nonsense. What we saw from the Giants at the end of the game was nonsense. The idea is don't get your players hurt at that point. The the die has been cast. The Cowboys are on the sideline laughing. Their starters already have their shoes and their pads off. So for you to run... 12 plays 
and call three timeouts after the two-minute warning in a 49-10 to game. You think it matters if you lose 49-10 or 49-17 like that last touchdown is somehow symbolic? Hey, we didn't quit. We scored that last touchdown. Who cares? You're scoring it against the scrubs, and who cares anyway? How is that symbolic of anything? You want to show competitiveness? You want to show some kind of competitiveness in the game? Then you know what? Here's what you do. You block somebody. You tackle somebody. You hit somebody. You cover somebody. You stop somebody. That's how you show competitiveness. Not this nonsense at the end of the game where you take the score from 49-10 to 49-17 and run 12 plays after the two-minute warning. And call three timeouts, two in the last 20 seconds to make sure you score that last touchdown. I mean, that is as that just shows you how sad things are for the Giants, that they felt that was going to somehow send a message or impress somebody. They are put they are now putting a product on the field at this point of the season. In the middle of November, a few days before Thanksgiving, that is a disgraceful product in every way. I understand they lost their quarterback and their backup quarterback. I don't expect anything out of DeVito. I am not asking him to do anything. But if you have a quarterback that you don't believe can throw the ball to the wide receivers, when the game is still in a competitive context, then he should not be the starting quarterback. You have to go out and sign a journeyman who can at least run the offense. Listen, they have a lot more games to play. I understand that a lot of you fans would rather they lose them than win them and hope they somehow can trade into the top three or finish in the top three or get to the top pick and hope a team that has a quarterback gets the top pick so you can trade and get yourself a big-time quarterback. There are, according to all consensus, three that are very, very solid prospects at the top of this draft at the present time. We know that. Led by a quarterback that they say uh, very good things about. We know that. That's not the point right now. The point right now is to put forth a product that at least shows that you have an idea and a pride in what you're doing to come out and allow the Cowboys to just run roughshod over you and complete play after play downfield, play after play. Hey, the Cowboys have been searching for a second receiver all year to compliment Lamb. It's not like they have four or five great receivers. But today you wouldn't have known it as there's 30-yard plays and 40-yard plays and 45-yard plays and play after play after play. No sacks, no pressure on the quarterback. And, of course, in the first half, not even a lick of offense. That you scored 17 points in the second half is somehow, you know, uh, now worth a, you know, a medal of some kind. Nonsense. This game was long out of reach. And once the Cowboys came out 
and sent that message with the first two sacks of the third quarter. Let's be honest. They backed off a little bit defensively. And when you celebrated the 27, they said, you know what? We're going to open up the offense again. And they did until they took Dak out of the game. And then, you know what? They let the backup throw the ball a little bit, and he threw a pick, which was celebrated by the Giants. But to sit there and watch the Giants run all those extended plays in the end of a game that is 49-10, like tacking one on is going to somehow send a message to the league or to the room is just utterly ridiculous. The Giants, to say they've lost their way is not even, it's not even fair anymore. It's worse than that. This has spiraled completely out of control. They got people getting paid. I understand they got injuries. Everybody has injuries. I understand this year has completely fallen apart. But you got to show some pride in what you're doing. And when you go out there and you give up 640 yards of total offense, which could have easily been many more than that if the Cowboys wanted to push the envelope. And you are outgained by 350 yards in the first half. It's almost an unfathomable number. I mean, you, you have to be able to put together a more competitive unit. You, you know, your players are getting paid. And I'm not talking about DeVito here. This is not about him. He is a borderline NFL quarterback at best and a, and a backup, which is not a disparaging remark. It's just a fact. And he is operating behind a putrid offensive line. And where the Giants have failed most miserably because it's why they have no quarterbacks now is because they have not been able to put together an offensive line that can do business in this league despite the fact that they have put resources to that offensive line year after year after year and they keep coming up with nothing. And until they build an offensive line that works, nothing is going to get better. You can't win in this league without an offensive line. Yes, you need a quarterback. Yes, you need coaching. Yes, you need a lot of things. But you can't win when you are completely deficient on the offensive line. And when a team goes out there and does to you what the Cowboys did you today, don't tell me about effort. Don't tell me about pride. Don't tell me about anything. Donate your paychecks. I mean, it's that kind of effort we got today. 368 yards in the first half, 640 yards in the game. The Cowboys could have scored 70 if they were in the mood. Two games, 89-17 against the Dallas Cowboys this year. Forget what the expectations were back in August. Forget what people were hoping for and the anticipation was about where the Giants were headed this year. The product they are putting forward now and where this franchise has fallen to is almost unbelievable. You could not have dreamt this in the worst nightmare. That's how bad it is. And you look 
you're looking for the Giants to somehow circle the wagons and show some leadership. And for Dable to circle the wagons and show some leadership. And week after week, he comes up lacking. We know the start he got off to last year. We know how impressive it was. But when things have come apart this year, he has failed completely to somehow even make it competitive. And you just look at him and you don't see anything that resembles the guy you saw last year. Not on the sideline, not at the podium, not with his actions. I'm not blaming this all on him. They've had injuries. The front office didn't do its job in a lot of areas also. They've been unfortunate at times. And remember last year, they got a lot of things bounced their way. They won a lot of games they probably shouldn't have won. They did it with some superb coaching, with some gutty game planning, with some daring, with some tremendous contributions from the defensive coordinator, and they put all that together. And they surprised everybody last year. And it was a very pleasant experience. But what has followed this year has been so much worse than a nightmare. It's hard to see them getting out of this anytime soon. This isn't about one or two things. This is about a lot of things now. And somehow, don't think that scoring a meaningless touchdown that takes you from 10 to 17 when the other team has 49 and had you by 28 at the half is somehow some meaningful message to anybody. I was waiting for the Giants to go for an onside kick with six seconds left. Hey, why not take it to the last drop? If that's the idea. I mean, that was utter, that was a a nonsensical display is what it was. They have some beatable opponents coming up, but I don't know right now if there is such a thing for the Giants. Washington continues to compete on a higher level. Everybody in the division continues to compete on a much higher level. And I can't think of too many teams in this league who are competing anywhere near the the level that is displayed at the depths that they have now fallen to. It's sad and it's getting worse with each passing performance. I can tell you this, answers aren't coming anytime soon. Not coming this season. That's for sure. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.